All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. And apparently we have a new guest. Um, and that's a barking dog, I'm going to guess, is yours. <laughs> Perfect timing. Uh, my wife just coming in. <laughs> okay, my dog is a golden doodle. But if anybody ever came up to the house, they'd think it's a ferocious watchdog until they get into the house <laughs> and they try to rob the place. And my dog just licks them to death. So no, it's pretty <laughs> good. Uh, you guys, oh, God ferocious golden doodle but that's right, well, if you live in westboro it's it's like uh you have to have a golden doodle and it has to have a sweater it has to have boots it's in the contract <laughs> do you, do you contract. put the boots on your dog i'm, I'm gonna take the fifth on that one i'm gonna take the fifth <laughs> i want pictures of you putting booties on the dog uh, by the way the dog is welcome anytime on the show uh welcome to the show everybody I'm Brent Wallace, as always, coming in hot, brought to you by Botano.ca. The game starts now. Okay, boys, uh, without further ado, because I'm not wasting valuable time uh, talking about pets, uh, we'll bring in uh, Ian Mendez of The Athletic, uh, who also does a very good podcast, I might add. But Mr. Mendez, uh, welcome to the show, sir. But uh, Bobby's a cat guy, so I know that that wasn't his uh, animal <laughs> in the background. I'm not a cat guy. I just got stuck with two. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, okay. what were the names of your cats? Uh, Prince and Pelly. 
Yeah. 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 Are you serious? You're getting you're getting one chance to to get this out of your system. <laughs> you got you, you had you had cats. You're serious. Come on. This this true? Yeah. Yeah. We had a couple of cats. Oh yeah. God. Bobby had to buy an RV to move these cats across the country. What? It was either that or I had to, yeah, I, I, I was, it was either that or charter because their breed doesn't fly well. I don't know, man. It's a, it was a whole lot. Okay. So oh, man. This, uh, this is not in page, any of the five pages yeah, I printed yeah, off today, say, by the way. We we're off the rails. <laughs> yeah. We're off the rails already. <laughs> we, we barely even said hi to Ian. Uh, what's going on, my friend? Uh, were you at the rink today? Uh, no, they they uh, very wisely opted to just jump on a plane and go right to uh, to Arizona. Yeah, so there did. was no uh, availability, no practice today uh, after the game against Nashville last night. Um, let's just delve into this game, shall we, gentlemen? I I'm going to start with uh, with Ian. Uh, yeah. Can you explain how they go from? Let's go four one and one over a six game stretch to now having lost these two uh, fairly convincingly, if you ask me, to a four five and one in their last ten. What is? I, well, we should maybe I, maybe I should say. Hold on a sec. We knew that they weren't going to be a strong hockey team every game, and that they've had their moments. So is this just a moment like usual for the Ottawa Senators, or we did, did we did we invest too much over a little bit of stretch, and now we've been let down? No, I don't think so. And I think if you think about it, uh, coming into the year, I think a lot of people thought Ottawa could be around 85 points, right? Like we thought, okay, if they get to 85 points, maybe 90 points, successful season, meaningful games. Well, let's just back this up for a second. If you're going to get to 85 points, you're essentially a 500 team. What does that mean? You're going to win three, you're going to lose three. You're going to win five, you're going to lose five. This is what they are. And welcome to the mushy middle, Ottawa. Um, this is what life in the middle looks like. And <laughs> The good news is you're no longer languishing at the bottom of the standings, hanging with Arizona and Columbus and Chicago. You're out of that, right? You're out of the, are they going to get Connor Bedard sweepstakes? And I think that's a good thing. But when you, when you graduate to the next level, what I think we've forgotten is it comes with a lot of hair pulling and, and just you're like, oh my gosh, this is really frustrating because 85 points means you're going to win half the games, you're going to lose half the games. So that's essentially what this team has done at the halfway point of the season. Nobody appreciates your voice of reason. Okay. <laughs> I want the sky is falling. Hey, Bobby. Uh, how do you yeah, assess get in last here, night? Yeah, no, you got to get in here and mess things up a little bit, Ian. Um, I would, I, well, I, I, I do agree with Ian. I, you guys remember when everybody started talking about the playoff push in the middle of the summer, I was like, hold your horses here. This isn't, this is not a playoff team. This is a 500 team at best. Um, I actually thought they played well last night. Um, gave up way too many odd man rushes for one. But other than that, like UC Saros was good. Um, they did create chances, but you know, an outrageous turnover and then guys running into each other, trying to get back. Um, you know, kind of set the tone for the game in the first period. But, um, yeah, that's 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 what this team is. They're going to go on a little bit of a run. They got a three-game road trip now where I think 500 hockey is going to be a good thing. You, sh you should beat Arizona. You're going to get whacked in Colorado and then try to get a point out of uh, St. Louis. That's just, a, you know, it's a 500 team. 
Yeah. Ian, you're like the nice version of Dennis Green there. The old was the old Chicago Bears coach that said, they are who we thought they were. Remember that rant when he just went on and on? Uh, uh, that? He, he, yeah, he was, coach, he was coaching Arizona against Chicago, and that's the Bears that's, are who we thought they were. Yeah. The Sens are who Mendez thought they were. And I, I yeah. agree with both of you guys. I hate agreeing because it makes for boring podcasts, but it is true. The Sens, I didn't think they were a playoff team when they came into the year. Number one, talk about the blue line, uh, young team. But uh, Bobby, you said, I thought Ottawa was good. And, and I taped yeah. the game and I came back and, and, and watched it later last night. So I, I got a chance to, you know, when you watch, rewatch a game, you stop the play and you look at the goals. I thought Ottawa could have been up 2 nothing early in that game. UC Saros yeah. made a bunch of huge saves. Ottawa came out ready to play, and then all of a sudden they get two, and it wasn't that you're getting outplayed. It's bad turnover by Brandstrom, a little bit of confusion in the D zone, and you're down 2 nothing. You get down 2 nothing in Nashville, and the way Saros is playing, not too many teams are winning. So it is. It's like Mendez said, the Sens are who we thought they were. They're not going to go run the table all year. It's They're not good enough. They've got some nice pieces. Yeah. They're a young, exciting team. They're very good on the wings, um, but this is this is how it's going to be. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some, and they're probably going to finish just right outside of the playoffs. Uh, so they'll be out of that Connor Bedard sweepstakes or whatever you want to call it. But hey, it's it's it is a good thing because this team, to me, is making progress. We'll get to Bedard yep. in a second. Uh, stop getting ahead <laughs> of the notes. Um, or actually known as the Nerd Report by Bobby. So I renamed it today. Officially, it's now known as the Nerd Report. Uh, I saw that. I saw that. Well he, done. Yeah, yeah, I figured you'd appreciate that. Okay, here's what I don't get. And I'm going to go back to Mendes being our guest. Is that the Ottawa Senators have, uh, what, the fifth best power play and the sixth best penalty killing in the league. And you always say you want it to add up to 100. Well, it adds up to 100.1%. So, mm -hmm. Ian... How are they just a 500 team when they're doing so well special teams? And I, I'll go back to it's probably five-on-five five play. But in the last seven games, they're 20 for 20 on the penalty kill. Like, they're doing everything defensively well, except when they've got five guys on the ice. Um, you tell me what's going on. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Um, they're not playing well five-on-five. Five. I don't have the numbers right in front of me in terms of the five-on-five. Five, but the game against Seattle... I will tell you what they are. Uh, they're great illustration. They're tied with Anaheim. They're tied with Anaheim oh. for 29th overall in five on five goals. Five on five goals. Yeah, exactly. And so you look at the game against Seattle. Uh, Seattle, I believe, is the uh, the number one scoring team in the NHL at even strength, and they scored eight even strength goals against Ottawa. So it's not like the Senators got caved in on the power play or penalty kill, and and that's what's frustrating. And you look at the Kraken. And I think if you if you said to just an average fan, which roster would you rather have, Seattle or Ottawa's? We're all taking Ottawa's, aren't we? And I don't think we're even saying that through the lens Absolutely. of being Ottawa-specific people, but I think we would take that. And the, the remarkable thing is the Kraken are shooting at about 10.5% uh, at even strength, which is really good, okay? Ottawa is, I think, 30th in the league in, in shooting percentage at even strength at about 6%. And... That's the answer right there. Like Ottawa's inability to score at five on five has come back to, to bite them. And on nights like Monday, when the power play goes dry, I think they were 0 for 5, right, last night against 
Nashville. Yep. They just don't have it uh, going on. And remember, though, one thing I'll point out a little bit in their defense, they are missing three guys that were slated yep. to be in their top nine in Norris, Joseph, and Tyler Mott. And I think what's yep. happened is the bottom six is just not generating any offense at this stage of the game. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, te- I'll tell you why these guys aren't a good five-on-five team. And you watched the game last night, and I'll tell you why a team like Nashville is better five-on-five than Ottawa. And DJ Smith set up after the game. He kind of snuck in this little point, and I sent you guys the clips earlier today. He goes, that Nashville blue line, that's a real blue line. And if you look at Ottawa's defense right now, and with the exception of Thomas Shabbat, um, who is their number one guy, Artem Zub and Jake Sanderson, if you took the rest of that decor, they probably wouldn't dress any every single night for most teams in the National Hockey League, at least most good teams. If you took Brandstrom and you took Hamannick, you took Zaitsev and you took Nick Holden, all those guys are six sevens, maybe out of the lineup on most teams. So I don't care how good your forwards are. If your D don't have the ability to get the puck in their hands and not make crucial turnovers, like we consistently see with Otto. We saw it last game. You see Brandstrom. I know Hamannick didn't make any blunders, but he continually turns the puck over because, not that he's a terrible player, but because he's playing in the lineup where he shouldn't be. He should be a third-pairing right. guy, not, play, not playing 20 minutes a night where you look on the other side, you got Matthias Holt, uh, Ekholm, you got... Uh, you got their, their captain there. I don't know. He's, his name's escaping my name, right? Uh, Ryan McDonough. They picked, Ro- they Roman, Ro- Roman like, Yossi. Like you look at, so yeah. you look at those three defensemen, and then you throw in the goaltender. It's not even a contest. It would be Auto Senator. It's it's yeah. not yeah. even a contest. So, to me, why are they not good at five on five? Because everything starts in your own zone with that first pass. It does. Ask Bobby. Bobby, yeah. how many games have you, are you sitting there? And, and if you don't get the puck on time, you don't get it in a, in a place where you can get transit. It doesn't matter. And Ottawa, too. Yeah. All their strength is on the wings. Stutzla's coming. But after Stutzla, there is a huge drop-off. And we're watching Pinto right now. He's going through those rookie blues you're going to have. Because yeah. the, hardest, the hardest thing in this league is to be consistent every single night. So is Ottawa really going to be a consistent team? When it's Stutzla and then the rest, like, come on, like, I know Norris yeah. is out, but that's what, that's why they're not, that's why they're not, that's why they're inconsistent guys. They're young and their defense isn't that good. Yeah. I'll just wrap up on that. I think I, I agree with everything. Both of you just said, I, you cannot score goals if you can't get out of your own zone cleanly. Um, and, and the amount of times last night I watched, you know, exceptionally uh, the D that you mentioned, just put that puck on the wall. And, and and rim it around and just try to get themselves out of trouble. It's you can't you can't do that because you're putting a lot of pressure on the winger who's going to get pinched, who's got a forward coming underneath. Um, if you and there's essentially no transition game unless Sanderson, Zub, or Chabby are out there. So any little breakdown in the middle of the ice that that where you want to go the other way, those guys are pulling it back because they're not thinking about looking up ice right away. They're thinking about where's my D partner? How do I get this thing out? hands and and get it across the ice the other way <laughs> you just they got the speed wobble i know that speed wobble. I, uh i gotta get to some reads or i'll never get them in the show with you for three is uh speed wobble. as always this show 
<laughs> brought to you by botano.ca uh, go to botano.ca or download the app uh get in with all the action the game starts now with botano 100 welcome bonus up to 500 live betting uh online casino it's all there for you to enjoy all right uh, and finally uh as always renfrew pro uh go to renfrewpro.com and start to set up your order for a hockey tape the uh, pro blade Cloth tapes are specifically designed for today's composite hockey sticks. They use quality polyester cotton material with an advanced adhesive formulation uh, to give you long-lasting play available in a variety of colors and patterns at your local retailers, including Canadian Tire, Pro Hockey Life, Sport Check, uh, and always use white because it's the only color you should have on your stick. I don't care about people that use black tape. I think it's wrong. I agreed. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby was con- you were confused, though. You would wrap with white tape and then you take a puck or whatever and mark it all up like it's black that that was only that was only to hide the puck a little bit when you were shooting but i still believe white tape's the way to go um and on top of that i taped my stick differently i went uh toe to heel so that kind of just kept the tape on longer nice so uh all right since we're on this topic which i know mendez is thrilled about why would you go (laughs) uh, toe to heel uh, it, it was just the way I learned. I, I have no idea. Never, I never transitioned. I always started with the toe. Yeah, I, I, I rap, and I was a rapper, so I wrapped the toe and then went down. All right, fair enough. No rhyme. No uh, rhyme reason. I move. No, yeah, no rhyme. Okay, I won't. Uh, I won't delve into this any further. But I will delve into one particular defenseman uh, to go back to the D topic, Eric Brandstrom. Uh, I don't like to pick on players. I don't think it's fair. I think if you're in the National Hockey League, you probably uh, have earned your way there. However, uh, Mendez, he doesn't look very good. Uh, he's got three assists in 35 games. He played 12-13 last night, which was his lowest in the last 22 games. Um, what do we make of Eric Branch? He seems to be the one guy that generates lots of talk because we see perhaps potential. We don't see it consistently. Yeah, and I think he got stapled to the bench there for a few minutes after that yeah. that turnover that uh, kind of led to the, the opening goal. And uh, look, if you want to know, as and, and D, one thing I'll say about DJ Smith, I think he does a pretty good job of when he gets on the podium, he very rarely will publicly criticize his players, right? He very rarely calls them out by name. But all you need to go uh, do is go to NHL.com or look at the ice time, and that's the coach's yeah. true feeling on a player. And when, when you're at 12 minutes a night, um, for a defenseman, that means that they don't trust you or the coach doesn't trust you. And um, it's it, it's it's an interesting conversation because I think we came into this year saying, okay, Branstrom signed the one-year deal. It was like a kind of a prove-it deal. I don't know if we're any further along in, in kind of knowing where he's at um, as a player. He's kind of been supplanted even on the second unit power play by Jake Sanderson. It's, it's hard to envision a scenario where Eric's can get the offensive touches now that Shabbat and Sanderson are the guys on the left side. So you need to ask yourself moving forward, going into next year, are you comfortable with Eric Branstrom coming back on a third pairing in this role? Because I, I don't see any scenario where he cracks the top four anymore. I think that ship has sailed in, in Ottawa. And I don't know, does, does he require a new coach, a new a new change of scenery to to, to kind of maybe get that fresh start. It just, for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to be working here. I always like the player, though. I, I feel like he's got a dynamic mm-hmm. uh, element to his game. I, I really do. I, I like all the things that he does. In fact, you got to remember, he kills penalties for them. So as much as you'll hear people say, oh, he can't defend, he does kill penalties for them. He's often out there in, in shorthanded situations. But I just, 
I don't know. It's uh, it feels like this this coaching staff doesn't quite uh, have the trust or faith in him to to kind of get the job done. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, Ian. DJ does not trust Eric Branstrom to defend. It's he's not his kind of player. Um, if he if no. you're going to be a bottom pairing defenseman in the league, you, you need to play like Hamannick. Hamannick's a bottom pairing defenseman. Kills penalties. He leans on guys. He gets the puck out by shooting it up the boards. You know what you get. But Branstrom, he's he needs to get traded. If he's going to have a yeah. pretty good career in this league, which is six or seven years, it's not going to happen in Ottawa. He His bread and butter is power play, moving the puck, joining the office. People are wondering why he doesn't have points. He doesn't play the power play. So as a defenseman, you are not getting any points, at least meaningful points if you're not on one of the power play units and that's what he does so that's what he was drafted for that's why he went so high if it's going to happen it's going to happen somewhere else because he's not getting on there before shabbat he's not getting on there before sanderson so it's to me he's a guy i would have tried to trade him earlier because he was playing really well now unfortunately yeah i think his value is going down a little bit um, but I just, I don't see a future here in Ottawa and not that I don't think he's a good player. I just think, like you said, Ian, just point, he's miscast. He needs to go somewhere where they need a puck moving defenseman who can play as their four in time and be on one of the power plays. Otherwise he's going to be a tweener that probably ends up in Europe in about two years. Yeah. Again, I'll wrap up, but, um, I thought he played excellent early this year. I really liked his game. Um, I, I don't know. I wouldn't put a number on it, but maybe, you know, through the first 10, um, looking like he had made a big giant leap forward for me anyway. Um, but it is tough because this is like, this is Pierre Dorian's like third proudest day as GM when he made that trade. So um, it's tough for, <laughs> it's tough to see this happen to him. Um, but I, 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 play, I, I played with him for a very short period of time. I was like, this guy, this guy makes good, hard passes. Yeah. He sees lanes like, don't see um but I, I agree when you have two when you have two like sanderson and um and chabby there's no room for another offensive defenseman because your five six have to play a certain way so um i don't yeah. i don't think he's a guy that they you know that you have here in the future and bobby you know as a player when the coach doesn't trust you you know when they don't have oh, confidence yeah. in you and it affects you as a player mentally because you start you start doing things you're not you're not playing with a clear head and you're not playing with that confidence where you're not worried to make plays. It's like, man, if I screw up again, I'm going to get benched again. Where when you're going, yeah. like a Sanderson, for example, if Sanderson makes a big mistake, he's going to go back out there. If Brandstrom does, well, he, we saw what happens. He turns it yeah. over. He's not playing. So uh, that, yeah. it is what it is. So, But I liked, I agree about it. I liked him early, too. I thought he was really good. But again... Like, why doesn't he have any points? Well, he's not on the power play. Like, it's not rocket science. Nope. Nope. Couldn't agree more. All right. Uh, So when it comes to your bottom 2D, and I'm going to start with uh, Ian again, who takes that spot? Is it time for JBD to come up and to take that role? Or is it Lassie Thompson? Who is it that's supposed to be in there that they should just now move towards for the future? Or... Are none of them ready to play in that spot? And that's not a shot at JBD. I just don't know that he's ready to assume a full-time NHL role. You know what? I, I'd love to see Jacob up here. And you know what I'd actually love to see? I'd like to see JBD with 
either Shabbat or Sanderson. In fact, I've always thought Zubin Sanderson might be a great combination because I think I think there's a potential to unlock some more offense in Sanderson, and I think Zub would be the guy to to maybe do that. Um, to me, Thomas Shabbat and JVD could work together. But yeah, I think JVD uh, in the last couple of times he's been up shows me that he is, I think, ready to play at this level. Now, the problem is if you take Branstrom out and put JBD in, that doesn't necessarily solve everything, right? Because JBD is a right yeah, shot right. guy. Branstrom plays in the left. So you're still kind of in a, in a, in a tough spot there on your, on your third prime. And remember, going into next year, Branstrom needs a new contract. Hamannick needs a new contract. Holden needs a new contract. Bernard Docker needs a new contract. Like, look, they're going to go into the offseason with a fairly blank canvas. And I think that's a good thing on the mm -hmm. back end. Now, we can, we can discuss when you call the JBDs and the Thompsons up and, and have them play. I would have Bernard Docker up right now to play games yep. because I think he's – he in the organization right now, I believe he's one of their best six defenders. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know what you – to me – like I said earlier, your, your five and your six have to play a certain way. And, um, you know, no, no disrespect to these two guys. They're NHL players, but that's not it. That's not what your five and six are supposed to look like. You're supposed to be guys that you can go out that can play hard and give and give other teams fits um, down low and, and wear on guys and things like that. And, you know, those two guys just aren't going to do that. Um, I would agree that JBD, I, I, I like him every time he's up, to be honest with you. Um, when he did play, I think he played with Chabby a little bit. Um, and I remember Meth making a comment when I was watching the game about how much it freed, freed Meth, um, Shabby up to have him back there. So I, I could I could see that combination. But we're going to get to a point where these guys are out and then you're going to see Thompson and JBD in the lineup every night. And um, that is, who knows? But it, for me, it should be sooner rather than later at this point. Yeah, I listen, I... I when I was young as a defenseman, I spent three years in the minors, and it did me a world of good. When I watched yeah. Docker play, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, he can survive here right now. But when he gets the puck, he's just—I know it's a good thing when you don't when you when you want to move it quick. But I just find he's he's not playing with that calmness you really need to be effective at this level. And you can only get that by playing a ton. I'd like to see him play a ton in Belleville, and then to Bobby's point around the trade deadline when you know where you're at bring him up for the rest of the year and play the shit out of him and see what you got from him. I like him. I think he's got leader, leadership abilities. I think he's going to be a good, I don't, I don't see him as a top pairing guy. I see him maybe as a four, but a good four, like a guy that's eventually going to play hard on you. He's going to move the puck, but that, that just doesn't happen overnight. Like the problem is we're, we think because what Sanderson's doing, everybody can do that. No, that doesn't happen. Guys need time. They need to play in the minors. Um, but I, I, I would personally like to see a veteran defenseman be signed, probably two, a top four. If this team is serious about winning, they have to go out and spend some money on a really good defenseman to either play with Shabbat or play, or play with Sanderson. And then go out and sign a low-priced veteran to play with Bernard Docker and, and help him come along. And then you have a real then you have a real unit of defenseman here. Right now it's patchwork. And I, I don't want to crap on guys, but it is the truth. Yeah. It is the truth. It is the truth. Uh, you got a couple guys picked up on waivers. And if they're serious about winning, they have to do those things. So I know people want to spend money uh, and sign to brink it. 
and, and I think he's a great player. And I don't think I want to beat this dead horse again, but I really, I really think. <laughs> but I'm going just, to. I really think. I really think they need to spend that money on their blue line. I really do. If yeah. they are serious about winning, because not only is it going to help you, it's it's going to help guys like Docker. It's going to help Shabbat, and it's going to help the team. Uh, seems like a good time to say happy birthday to Tyler Clevin, who turns 21 today. He may be uh, someone we <laughs> see very soon. He's having a very strong year. Uh, but again, like and Yorkie, you know this better than anybody. It's tough to come and step into the NHL right away. Do we see Tyler Clevin yeah. play next year, or is there a better chance we see him in Belleville? I haven't watched him enough, Wally, so it'd be unfair for me to comment on him. Um, I would think Perfect. he'll need time. I, I've heard he's a good yeah. player, but for me to for me to go on and, and evaluate him, I've got no idea. I need to see the kid play, and all I can tell you. Is it's not that it's here's uh, Captain Obvious. It's a big difference playing college in the NHL, so it's uh, we'll yeah, have to wait and fair see. Fair enough. I, you, you know what? Uh, I, mean, I, just, I, I, wasn't, I, had, I I had to Google him right now, so um, I have no idea who that is. I gotta I gotta start to know <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I, 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 gotta, I gotta up my game. <laughs> Uh, clearly, <laughs> the nerd what, report is I, not enough information for you. Yeah. I uh, I had a chance. Yeah. Listen, I went to North Dakota last year. I watched Tyler Clevin play a little bit uh, okay. when I went to go do a feature on Jake Sanderson. This kid is re- like, you know what? He's a throwback to an era. If you think about what defense, like think of the Scott Stevens and the guy, like they would just come across, step up, and deliver thunderous hits. That's Tyler Clevin. They call him the K train and uh, you know, like this guy, he's really, really physical. I think he's going to need at least one year in in the AHL because he's like, one thing his his coach, uh, Brad Berry in in North Dakota told me was like, you know, they're they're trying to get Tyler to learn how to pick his spots. And you know, like you got to talk about like NCAA, it's one thing. You can't just come into the NHL and just start going after guys like you're a heat seeking missile. Like you, really have to pick your spot so i think there's going to be a time where he needs to kind of just grow into the professional game i would imagine my best guess tells me that's about an 18 month process like i don't you know maybe you give him a game or two next year or whatever but i think he's probably two years away but i i think they really like the physical aspect of him like i think if you go back remember when when uh trent Mann spoke to the media after they drafted Tyler Boucher, his feeling was, we want to be a team that you don't ever want to see in the playoffs. And the irony is, what are we all talking about right now? We're like, the Senators are the team you'd like to face right now because they're not doing some of these things that, you know, like paying the price physically or whatever. But I think if you look at their their DNA, I think Tyler Clevin projects out as a guy that, you know, he's a second round pick. I think he projects out as a guy that they see potentially playing games in the NHL for them. I, I agree yeah. with you. Uh, all right, we'll move on because I don't have it all day with you, Mendez. I know you're busy and you probably got to make dinner and stuff. Um, so uh, next it's up, three thirty. I don't. Know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not 80 years old yet. Uh, eating dinner at 4 p.m. <laughs> the early bird. You don't yeah. eat at 5:30 like me. Oh, no. Uh, Oh, by the way, Mendez, I'm going to bring, I should, I'll just bring this up now is um, you used to post pictures when you would go on trips of how you'd make all these meals for your family and leave them in the fridge. 
Well, my wife is away yeah. for five days now. And I like I'm on down to hot dogs and spaghetti at this point. Like she didn't leave me anything. <laughs> You're just knocking on doors for casseroles, eh? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what coupon do we have? Is it good. Subway? Uh, that's it. Well, we got. Yeah, you, you did me. You did me no favors. We will, and we will get to Montana's in one sec. Uh, all right, so I know we probably can't talk tank, but we're going to talk about Connor Bedard. Um, and I, I did the tankathon. Uh, thing today to find out just to see the very first time i took the spin ottawa picked second so i'm hoping that may be the case um so i'm going to ask you which of these five teams you think deserves to get and i can't believe there's not going to be any discussion over who goes number one so of the five teams who right now are slated to have the best chance at the odds chicago columbus anaheim san jose arizona Ottawa, by the way, is in ninth place at 5%. Which one deserves to get Connor Bedard? Ian? Boy, um, you know, I, I look at this and very quickly I say Chicago's got three Stanley Cups in very recent years. I don't think deserve uh, is a word I would use with them. Uh, Columbus got Johnny Hockey. Anaheim has Trevor Zegras. Um, you know, I, I think San Jose had a very competitive window for a long time. I'll tell you what, it's the team in the franchise that has the reputation of being a punching bag, low-hanging fruit, and a laughing stock for all of us. It's the no. Arizona Coyotes. I think no. we, should, we should all want to – and I'll, just hear me out on this. Okay. Just play this out. Connor Bedard ends up in Arizona this year. Does that make it a little more likely that a certain homegrown guy, when he's a free agent, might want to return to Arizona – Play with Connor Bedard, that being Austin Matthews. Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Anyway, I'm just hey. playing out the. But they'll the be long in game a, here. They'll be at a community rink by then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they'll be at the ice then. I, I I was gonna go with Arizona too, just because those all the guys there have had a whale of a couple of years. Like, give give the guys a break and and send them up, send them Bedard, um, get them get them a rink in in wherever they're going, Tempe. Um, cause, and then that, that's already an attractive place to play. The guys would go there and then you throw Bedard in there. Um, you're going to have guys in free agency lining up at your door pretty quickly. So if they can make the money work, um, that, that franchise would turn around in a heartbeat, I think. Uh, Arizona. So Bobby, who'd you, who'd you go with? You Arizona? Arizona. Yeah. 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 I would love to see it. Okay, so you mentioned Chicago's got cups, Anaheim's got cups. I'm going to go with the Sharkies. San Jose has been so close so many times. And I remember going into that Shark Tank there. That rink used to be buzzing. People, yeah. That was a tough building to play yeah. in. It seems like a little bit of the luster and the wind has come out of the sails in San Jose. Because that was an awesome. Remember going there, guys? That was an awesome hockey market. I think they need a little yeah. bit of adrenaline yeah. boost there. They they need a little shot in the arm in San Jose. So Bedard would be perfect. Maybe he can get them over the hump. They're they're rebuilding. Uh, hockey used to be great there. It can be great again. So San Jose Sharks. You think Bedard needs I, a little I, time in the minors to marinate? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, he's one of those. He, He's one of those ready-made dinners that I've been eating the last five yeah. nights because I'm on a diet. It's the <laughs> Meals on Meals, whatever you call it. 
If he goes to Arizona, it'll be like playing in the minors. So I don't, I don't believe Arizona deserves to get Connor Bedard because of the way they've run their Why franchise. Not? Why are they getting rewarded for being a horribly run organization? Because that's how pro sports works. You reward, you reward with good graphics. There you go. I just, I, I that's don't how like, you get. I don't want to see it. Well, who you? Who are you picking? Yeah. I just want to. Who's your? So yeah, I would like to see him. Like in Chicago is another one of those. They've done a horrible job over the last decade of running a franchise, if you will, because of all the off ice stuff. Uh, I'd like them in an original six market because I think that's great for hockey. But since I just can't talk out of both sides of my mouth and and say you can't have Arizona with Chicago, um, I think Anaheim would be awesome if you had Trevor Zegras and Mason McTavish and Troy Terry and Connor Bedard. It'd be fun to watch for a few years. Then they couldn't afford to pay them all, but that would be a hell of an organization yep. to watch. <laughs> like that would yeah, be they, yeah, yeah. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. Yeah, Anaheim's a great spot. It's a great spot. Yeah. Um, but they've won. They've already got their cup. It's uh, it's San Jose, man. San Jose. I just it's. There's, they're starting to drift. I think uh, they, they need a little shot there. He's perfect. Well, let's see. Hopefully, Ottawa can win it. Wouldn't that be great? Is Hill, oh, this Hill, is a live we, so we just ran Bedard? the draft simulator. Is Bizarre... Ottawa got 10. But, so, Bedard, guys, is he is he more of a winger than a center? What do you guys think? Yeah, I, you know, I saw that that whole debate going during the World Juniors, right? And people think yeah. it's kind of not unlike the Tim Stutzla debate where what's he going to be? Yeah. Uh, I saw a lot of people, a lot of experts saying, no, no, he's going to be a winger uh, in the National yeah. Hockey League. So, but look, I, I, I've learned from watching the Patrick Canes and the Mitch Marners and, you know, whoever else, you can really impact the game as a winger today. You don't have to necessarily just be a center to be to be dominant you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'm, just, I'm just thinking ottawa's ottawa's already got so many good wingers <laughs> last thing they need is another <laughs> oh <winger>. yorkie <laughs> yeah. i can't help yeah. yourself <laughs> yorkie eh? got, yorkie just can't enough. help himself there's enough it's like get some d gets like they don't need <laughs> anymore they got enough guys that can score yeah. I, so, okay, sure. but before we let Mendez go, you talked about Bedard being a winger, but what if he fills out more? What if he grows a few more inches and fills out and becomes a bigger dominant player? It becomes the Tim Stutzla effect, right? Where everybody said, move him to center because he's not as good as the wing. And they moved him to center and he's a pretty good center. Like, what if we just let him play for a couple years as a winger and then move him over? Yeah, I mean, you could do that, but I, I don't know. For me, I I don't I don't know what he projects as. I I don't know him well enough other than all the points to see him put up. But um, what I, what I do think is that your best players need to touch the puck through the middle of the ice. So I I really was big on Stutzel playing center right out of the gate, and I would probably say the same with Bernard. You want that guy getting the puck with three or four strides of, of speed already, um, and then because those guys can change the game and then hold guys accountable. You know, everybody's going to be sucked in, and and then you can kick it out, and you got guys on the on the flank. So. Um, that's just my two cents. I don't know. I don't know. Ask Arizona when they get them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mendez, would you move play, him to center? If he's a... 
Bueller? Huh? Mendez isn't listening to us. No, what do you mean? All of you spoke at the same time. And all I heard <laughs> for you. Bueller? <laughs> Would you move him to center? Would I move Connor Bedard to center? Yeah. Question? You're asking? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, look, I like I said, I think he can be dominant as a winger. I, I just think, like, when you listen to people speak, and these are the people that know a lot more about prospects than I ever would, they're saying he is in the net, in that lineage of, you know, when Gretzky to Lemieux to Lindros to Crosby to McDavid, they're like, that's him. He's going to be that good. And so I, I, I don't think it really matters. Like, all those guys happen to be centers, but – um, I think when we're talking about what he's going to bring to the table, he's going to be better than even like the Stamkoses and the Tavareses and Jack Hughes and other guys that have been taken first overall. He's going to be better than them is what the, the feeling oh. is. So I, I think you just let him play wherever he's going to play. But if he's going to be in that mold, I suspect this, he'll end up being a centerman at some point. It's a it's a great debate. the the fork The forecasting of where guys are going to be. All we know for sure is he's going to be really good. He's going to be really good. Yeah. But is he going to be? I, I think it's dangerous. Like, is, is he going to be Mitch Marner? Is he going to be? Is he going to be a generational player? That's a tough. That's a really tough label to put on a guy. A generational player. We'll just look at the the first the first overall pick, Lafreniere. Like, he he's struggling so far. It's it's just. It's so tough. Um, one thing, though, Ian did say that when he mentioned all those players, all those players are center icemen. And if he is going to be in that conversation, you win Stanley Cups down the middle with, with good center icemen. I know it's different now. F1, F2, F3, when the puck drops, first guy back in the zone plays down low anyhow. But but you still, the way to win in this league is to be dominant at the center ice position. So I, I, I think he ends up playing center. If he's that good, to Bobby's point, you want him with the puck in his hands early because generational players make everybody around them better. It is much harder for a winger to make players around him better versus a center iceman. So I, I, if he's going to be yeah. that good, he's going to be a centerman. Uh, uh, Ian, I know uh, like 10 yeah. minutes. So do you think we can get through the uh, three picks I have for midseason awards or do you need to go? Yeah. No, no, let's do it. All right, we'll make this quick. But first, I'd like to talk about a few of our sponsors. So, uh, by the way, uh, BEI is always a big sponsor of our show. Go to BonisherExcavating.com. Uh, they are the leaders of civil engineering in the Ottawa Valley, uh, also for aggregate needs. Check them out or give them a call. 613-432-1120, BonisherExcavating.com. BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley and... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, well, we, we'll do Montana's because every time you guys talk about food, I get hungry and I think of Montana's. Uh, go to Montana's <laughs> today, uh, tomorrow, by the way, all you can eat ribs. That's on Wednesday, which is one of my favorites. Uh, they always have drink specials on every day. Uh, check them out, montanas.ca. Also, there is, uh, I think, five locations in Ottawa and 51 locations in Ontario. Uh, Montanas. They are brewing up a storm. and they Oh, yeah, they do pretty good steaks, too, by the way. Um, they will cook them the way Bobby likes them, which is wrong. There you go. Uh, okay. <laughs> Here, uh, we are at the midway point, arguably, of the season. Some teams, not others. Uh, League BP, I want to know... Um, Everybody wants to always pick about the goal scorer who leads the league in points. But so Connor McDavid, uh, David Pasternak, I'm going to give you five choices. You can go off the board though at any any point you'd like to. Uh, Connor McDavid, David Pasternak, Jason Robertson, Tage Thompson, Jack Hughes. Do we by the, do we have this board by the way, Alex? I spent all day at crafts at arts and crafts to make this, and we don't have it. Um, the Hart Trophy. Ian Mendes, <laughs> who would you pick? I, I think. We've gotten guilty in the last couple of years of overthinking this. This is Connor McDavid's award. Like, this guy is the best player in the game. Guys, he's on pace for 150 points this season. Those are numbers we haven't seen since the late yeah. 80s. Like, he, what, what, and I, I know a lot of it, he's just popping on the power play. Maybe he's not as dominant, five on five, whatever. You get 150 points in this league. You should freaking win the Hart Trophy, and there shouldn't be follow-up questions. Like that's what the Art Ross is for. <laughs> yeah, but when when you're they have the award. Uh, if, if then if yeah, I know. But if he wins it by that much, I mean, come on, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing here? This guy's the best player <laughs> in the game, and we're why even vote on this one? Honestly, just give the guy the awards because because the award is for the most valuable player to his team. Not yes, the guy right. that can score the most points. I mean, I, I don't understand. Where, where would the Oilers be without <laughs> Yeah, They have Leon Dreisaitl. Right. By the way, they're not huh? even in the playoffs, I don't think, at the moment. So are they anywhere? Yeah, they're the last wild card team right now. Um, I... I, I, it's hard to agree or disagree with 150 points. I agree, but um, I'm taking Jason Robertson. I, that's my that's my pick. I think he's the best player on Dallas, and I think he's, Dallas is you know first and first in the Central. Um, a lot of actually, they get some other players playing well, but he's 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 carrying that team. 
He's been really good. He, he's been really good. You know, Leon Dreisaitl leads the league in, in game-winning goals, which last time I checked are the mo- most important kind of goals, aren't they, if you score the game winner? Where, w- where would Edmonton be without – and I listen, I'm just trying to make an argument of why Connor McDavid shouldn't win the hardest pretty tough, but uh, Dreisaitl's a pretty good wingman to have, and we've seen when Connor McDavid is out of the lineup – the Dreisaitl can carry this team as well. He's done it before. And there's been times in the playoffs where he's arguably been their best player. So where would the Pittsburgh Penguins be without Sidney Crosby? I know he's not putting up the numbers that Connor McDavid's putting up right now, but you watch him play. He is still one of the best players in the game. He's great on draws. He's great in his own zone. Um, and he is their unquestioned best player so i'm gonna vote for Sidney crosby fellas okay do i convince right. you fair enough i just wasted 20 minutes making this graphic for you to pick somebody else fair enough um well I it's picking come David on listen. Pasternak. yeah i like that i, I think pick. the way boston has played uh they are dominant it's not even close i don't think they're winning everywhere and i just think david pasternak i know the bruins have a bunch of they got obviously um bergeron and marchand and and the load of talent they have, but they, that's why they always get overlooked. Anyway, David Pasternak's my pick. Moving so, on. So you're, you're, um, you're, 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 you're picking a guy that's not even their best player. Moving on. Uh, I think, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think this year he is their best player. I, yeah. You I watched a game against Ottawa. Hey, okay, we okay, so we had one yeah. off game. Too much, he had too much eggnog. It happens. Something else. Somewhere else in the nog. We're we're on to the uh, Norris Trophy. Um, all right. This is uh, Yorkie's award. So the the Norris Trophy uh, candidates I have chosen: Kale McCarr, Rasmus Dahlin, Eric Carlson, Adam Fox, or Josh Nor uh, Morrissey from the Winnipeg Jets. Um, Yorkie, the defense. I'll let you go first. And we're on a time. Okay, crunch. usually, usually I ha- usually I have a rule that says you have to be on a playoff team to win a major award. But I'm going to break that because I think Carlson, he's on a different level again this year. He has the most even strength points of any defenseman in the league, and it's almost double to the next guy, which I think is Adam Fox. Carlson's over 20. Fox is at 13, and it it is really tough for D to score at even strength. He's doing stuff that other guys aren't doing. So I, I'm taking King Carl. I think he's uh, back to doing Carlson things, and that's my pick. I agree. Bobby. You can skip me. I agree. <laughs> Moving on. Agree. Okay. Yep. Uh, Ian, mix it up. What are we doing here? got to be McDavid, right? No. Okay. No. Um, no, I, I – you know what? I uh, – <laughs> Adam Fox and 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 I was looking this up earlier uh, just to double check this but you know Adam Fox right now look he's not putting up the numbers at Carlson's level and and what Eric is doing is phenomenal don't get me wrong but you know what yeah. um I was just double checking this yeah like Fox has been on the ice for 64 percent of uh like when he's on the ice the Rangers are scoring 64 percent of the goals like that, that like he's been pretty dominant like he like yeah. he's kind of doing it at both ends I, I even like Morrissey too in, in Winnipeg he's kind of unlocked mm-hmm. a little bit of the offensive side I actually think this is the best race uh, yeah, of yeah. all the major awards because I 
I even think Kale McCarr, like, I think we set the expectation mm-hmm. so high for McCarr. The guy's playing like 28 minutes a night uh, for a banged up avalanche team. Like, let's not forget, like, McCarr's being asked to do some things that he's never been asked to do. Like, I, I'd love to revisit this one in six weeks from now. Darlene's having a great year in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, but, I, I it, guys, if Carlson gets to 100 points, I mean, it will be tough to, to deny him for yeah. a Norris Trophy. So it's a point trophy again. Okay, fair enough. Um, I think it's uh, – <laughs> my pick is for Josh Morrissey. I think he's done an exceptional job in Winnipeg. Uh, I, I like this offensive game that he's brought now, and I still think he does an exceptional job of being a shutdown guy. So I'm going to go with Josh so he's Morrissey. Got lo- he's got uh, – because he's, he's got lots of points. He's – okay. So it's a point, then said. it's an award for points. Is that, is that what it is? Well, you just well, said he's just, unlocked his just, offensive side. Wasn't it well, you just disrespected it. People, people were voting for Mackenzie Weger. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> no, I mean, no, no disrespect because okay. I've played against that guy. He's a nightmare to play against, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's an Ottawa guy. We will vote for Mackenzie Weger. Uh, yeah, finally, okay. Jack, the Jack Adams. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Jim Montgomery. Uh, we got to do this in a minute. Jim Montgomery, Dave Hackstall, Bruce Eddy, Lindy Ruff, Rod Brindamore. I will let you go off uh, the board because um, I didn't put on uh, uh, Peter DeBoer. Okay, uh, Mendez, I'll start with you. It, it's a, it's amazing, isn't it? Because Bruce Cassidy and Jim Montgomery basically kind of, you know. Uh, yes. There's a little uh, job change there. And, uh, you know, I, I think Rod Brindamore, it's almost like he becomes the Connor McDavid of coaching where – He's done such a great job, but we're like, ah, just leave him be. But I don't think anybody thought the Seattle Kraken were going to be doing what they're doing. And you know what? Here's why I like this pick of why I would go Dave Haxtell. Usually we always point at the Jack Adams winner, and you can say, that guy's getting it because of great goaltending. Seattle's getting an 890 save percentage from their goalies this year, guys. It's something like 890. And, uh, well, yeah, look look at that. 874 from Groove Hour, 888 from Martin Jones, and you're in a playoff spot. It's because they're playing yeah, so well five on five. They're like, I mm-hmm. think what Dave Haxtell has done is great. I would give him the award, and uh, I, I just, I don't know how there's another serious candidate there because the roster isn't as talented as what you're seeing out of Boston or Vegas. Yeah, you got a minute left, and I agree that that was that was my pick too. Actually, if you, if you look at that roster, not, I mean. Not many, not many elite players, um, and and for him to get them to all buy in to to, to stay in games, uh, that's my guy. I'm going off the board, fellas. I'm going off the board. Rick Bonus. How many guys have uh, the sack to walk in? Had to yeah. walk in the town, strip the C off the captain, and say we're going to do yeah. things my way and win. Yeah, like that's not a great. That's yeah. not a great team in Winnipeg, but I love what Bones did. You know what? He's he's older now, and he just doesn't give a you know what. He's like, we're gonna do it my way, <laughs> and it's and it's working. I love it. So many guys would be afraid to do what he did because if it doesn't work out, they're gonna blame you, and you're gonna get fired. But uh, I love it. Uh, bonus is my pick. I know Montgomery's doing what he's doing. It's he'd be uh, he's probably gonna win. But uh, I I just love what Bonus did, so I'm going with Bonus. I think he's got too much talent on their roster for him to walk in and think he reinvented the game. That's just my argument with Rick Bonus. I'm going to go with – I think Dave Haxtell 
should be the guy that gets considered, although Jim Montgomery, because of the season he's had and back behind the bench, will likely win the award. But I'm with you guys. I think Dave Haxtell, with a roster of, I hate to say nobodies, but nobodies, to try and turn that around into a playoff team is pretty remarkable. Um, all right, Mendez, you got to go. So uh, we appreciate you. Bye, my friend. Take, take all right, care. Thank you. Thanks, for, uh, th- thanks for having me. <laughs> go make dinner. There goes yes. Ian Mendez from the Athletic. <laughs> Read all this stuff. It's been phenomenal this year. Uh, Ian has done a, a hell of a job of writing articles. I meant to talk to him about the Alex DeBrinkett oh. story uh, in the ginger ale, but I'll have to have him on again. Um, I, I just I, I really like the way he's uh, covered the Ottawa Senators this year. But anyway, thanks again yeah. to Ian Mendez. Boys, uh, one last thing for us to cover. And that's uh, Yorkie's favorite part of the show, which so it's the only way I keep him engaged is to promise at the very end we'll do his lock of the day. Uh, oh, boy. And so he's now out in front with a 5 nothing. Uh, uh, brought to you by Botano, by the way. Go to botano.ca, download the app. Uh, they are licensed in Ontario. I can't find my notes here of all the pages on this desk. Um, botano.ca, the game starts now. You can get 100% back. Uh, when you sign up in a sign-up bonus, up to $500. Okay. So Bobby has dripped, uh, dipped drastically to 3-2 and two on the season while Yorkie is out to 5-0. and um, I feel like we might be in the mushy middle of the show. Uh, all right. So I there's no Sens game tonight, so I picked the uh, Seattle Kraken and the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, I think that's a pretty even game. Uh, the over-under, by the way, is at 6.5. Buffalo, the favorite? Now, here's the thing. The Sabres are 8-2 and two in their last 10, while the Kraken have won five straight, including the last four on the road. So, bef- uh, uh, Yorkie, we, uh, we start with you. Uh, like the golfer, you uh, won the last one, so you're up on the tee. A lot of pressure right now. I'm feeling like that old wrestler, Mr. Perfect. Just everything's going my way. <laughs> um, <laughs> the old perfect plex. I'm going to take Seattle, fellas. They've got one of the best road records in the league. You guys love their coach, Dave Haxtall. Uh, they're a bunch of no-name guys, and they just, they're not fancy. They don't beat themselves. So I'm going to go with Seattle in this one. I watched Buffalo a bunch of times. They're loosey-goosey. They turn the puck over a ton. So take Seattle. So I feel like I get hamstrung here because he always gets to go first. And I'm like, do I ah! go against him or yeah, because if, if we end up, you know, if, if we end up taking the same team, I don't make up any ground. So I might be getting whacked by the end of this year. Um, but I'm going to take Buffalo for no other reason than I have no other choice. <laughs> you, you could have just said because of my good friend Craig Anderson on the team or something. You, you should have just used a tie-in yeah, that no, pulled I'm, at your heartstrings. This is why. I'm looking forward to. I'm, gonna, I'm going to dinner with Andy on Friday for, uh, down here in Nashville. So um, yeah, that's why I'm taking oh. him because I'm going to see Andy and he's buying me dinner. Where are you guys going, Bobby? <laughs> Where's the you pick? You pick a spot yet? Yeah, he picked it. Uh, Oak Oak Steakhouse. It's kind of it, not. I wouldn't say it's new down here, but Oak's been around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what's a should've, sneaky good I, place? Could have just lied and I, said Montana's. I like a free steak, though, boys. I will tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> they got some. They got some so, good restaurants there. They, they what a great. So food if scene, I man. come down, are you taking me to Oak? 
for my steak? I'm not taking you. No, they're going to kick you right out of that place. You're going to get a 28, 56 day dry age ribeye, and you're going to say medium. Right? No, I'll tell you, you know what? I'm going to take you to Brick Top because <laughs> that's what you're yeah. ordering a brick. You got a ponderosa barbecue place right on the strip. You're getting ponderosa. Ponder- you're you getting go. a pot. Ponderosa for you, Wally. <laughs> you're all gross. Oh, so good. Up. All right. So good. Um, okay. Uh, we are back uh, Thursday. I want to say thank you, as always, to our good friend Ian Mendez for stopping by. Uh, to you two, I appreciate the time. Uh, always a good chat. We will come back. We will do an Ottawa Senator midseason report card here uh, once they hit the 41 game mark. So uh, appreciate it. Enjoy your Tuesday. We will see you on Thursday. Thanks for watching. Coming in hot. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.